0: Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast,
1: a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts.
0: I'm Hemler Chenault, pastor of community engagement and stewardship.
1: And I'm Lanta Carroll, interim pastor of Families and Formation.
0: Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome.
1: We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities,
0: ages, socioeconomic groups,
1: gender identities, and sexual orientations because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Avenue, our leadership model is non-hierarchical
0: and we practice an open pulpit where you
1: will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds, And social locations.
0: We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it.
1: Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged.
0: Listen Listen with us
1: now. now. Each year on December 1st, we acknowledge World AIDS Day. So we pause today with others around
0: the world to acknowledge the joys and struggles of millions of people living with
2: HIV/AIDS.
3: Today, we pause to celebrate the first Sunday of Advent, a day of hope. A day when we proclaim that even in the darkest moments, small light shines in a distance and grows ever closer. A day when we prepare ourselves for the coming of our long-imagined and hoped-for Savior. So together, today, we light this Advent candle of hope. hope. We light this Advent candle of hope, declaring that Christ is on the way and hope is all around. Pray with us. God of hope, you have shown us that we are all connected to one another. So we know that in some way, all of us are affected by HIV AIDS. At this time of Advent hope, as we prepare for the coming of your son into this world, we give thanks for signs of hope. For growing
1: understanding, for medical advances, for changing attitudes and behaviors, For greater awareness openness and concern in your church god of unity god of grace bind us together with strong ties of love
0: that your church will be a place where all can find love and acceptance
3: may our houses of worship be places of welcome for all affected by hiv aids may they be places where care is given and received joy shared and burdens bared may they be places where stories are told by heart where fear is overcome by love where discrimination and stigma are not triumphant because of the power in relationships and where the light of hope shines brightly. Amen. Here now,
2: Matthew 24, verses 36 through 44. But nobody knows when that day or hour will come, not the heavenly angels and not the sun. God, Only God knows. As it was in the name of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the human one. In those days before the flood, People were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. They didn't know what was happening until the flood came and swept them swept them all away. The coming of the human one will be like that. At that time, there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know what... Th- day the Lord is coming. But you understand that if the head of the house knew at what time the thief would come, he would keep alert and wouldn't allow the thief to break into his house. Therefore, you should also be prepared because the human one will come at a time you don't know. The word of God for the people of God.
1: I'm probably not the only one who did this, but I definitely turned on my Christmas station earlier than usual this year. I grew up not really understanding why people were so anxious to listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. But lately I found myself anxious to find more glimpses of hope and joy. I need it. There's a song I especially love. It's called Snow Globe. I don't know if any of you know it. It's a song by Matt Wirtz, um, and it's one of our favorites. And it says, sometimes I wish I lived in a snow globe where the wind blows and it's wonderful. And every t- single time that you shake it, you make it so beautiful. And he keeps going, candy canes, they grow on trees, snowmen come out to play, everyone lives in a gingerbread house, what a shimmering holiday. It's a very catchy song, you might have heard it before. But let's be real, not everything seems so picturesque as a snow globe, right? Not everything feels as safe and predictable. We're not living in the Truman Show. Stuff happens really scary, tragic stuff is happening around us and it's heartbreaking. Our hearts are broken by Syria's refugees, by Hong Kong's protests, by the USA uh, impeachment proceedings, by children in detention camps. We don't want to admit it, but as a society we're living in a narrative of fear. Fear of what is coming upon the world. We are afraid of our future, one that at present feels like history repeating itself. We're stuck in a vicious cycle. Our fear leads us to inaction. Our inaction leads to more chaos. More chaos leads to more fear, and more fear can push us to a state of hopelessness. And it continues. So we find ourselves asking, what's the point? Who have we become? This doesn't feel like the kingdom of God that has been promised to us. Hope feels more and more distant, and it feels like there's too much destruction and not enough restoration the bleak midwinter maybe sounds about right forget the holiday cookie swaps and secret santas perhaps things just don't feel as festive this year because we're afraid fear ushers in more fear and we're at risk of feeling paralyzed by events that leave us confused and honestly horrified at the state of this world Comfortable stability becomes an illusion, but surely we need to be grounded in something other than fear. Fear doesn't serve us well in times of uncertainty. Are we actually looking for hope or clinging to our fear? Today's text is sandwiched between Jesus' teachings about how to recognize signs that the Son of Man is about to arrive. Thank you, lectionary text for this. And several parables that commend readiness for the imminent judgment that awaits, right? The ten bridesmaids, talent, parable of the talents, and the sheep of goats, sheep and goats. In between comes this weird text that features the parable of a fig tree, and then like you heard from Amir, talks about people snatched from their plowing, a thief uh, casing out of your house and figuring out the best time to break in. It reads, But nobody knows when that day or hour will come. Only God knows. At that time there will be two men in the field, and one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know what day the Lord is coming. So this new world is coming at an unexpected hour. The rush of God's rule is impending, and Christians are on the alert. At a first reading, even a second reading, these words from Jesus may produce more fear than hope for some of us, yes? this particular text is hard. It's hard to feel our way around it. It's hard to know how to respond to it. And it's hard not to hear the many interpretations that exist in Christian culture, right? And for all of these reasons, it's an important text for us to explore. Because as we reflect on and prepare for Christ's first coming this first week of Advent, we can also benefit from reflecting on the message of Christ's return. Let's first remember that this is Jesus talking to his disciples. This isn't a fire and brimstone preacher telling everyone to beware. But even still, this language is mysterious, descriptive, and even terrifying at the same time. If we pause and think about it, what's scary is how this text taps into our common human fear of abandonment. Because we're afraid that we are the one that's asleep beside the door while the thief is breaking in. We're afraid that we're the one left in the field, now working alone. Or the one grinding the mill, only now doing it in isolation. Nobody wants to be left abandoned. We want to make the cut, to get the invitation, to receive that acceptance letter, to make the team, to be a part of the family. So the not knowing when, the fear of what's at risk for them in this in-between time, of what life will look like before Jesus is coming is uncomfortable. We don't want to be abandoned. But we may find more hope in the story than we think. Because Jesus is clear that this isn't a story of destruction that produces fear. It's actually a story about restoration that produces hope. Stay with me. This whole stay alert thing is about glad expectation. Stay alert, Jesus says to be looking for the signs of hope around you, even when they don't feel near. Because they're closer than you think. Stay alert, because God will not abandon you, and God's light is all around you. You'll know it when you see it, and in order to see it, you need to look for it. Stay alert. Live fully alive in this present moment that is right in front of you because nobody but God knows when the day or time will come. Stay alert and live now. Breathe in the beauty of this moment and there hope will be found. Stay alert. Feel the ground that is beneath your feet. You are being held. And most of all, do not be afraid because you're not alone. The story isn't about the risk of abandonment, but the certainty of God's presence with us. Even in the not knowing, Jesus calls us to look around and immerse ourselves in the light. As the wise Albus Dumbledore once said, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers, and I know many of you know it, to turn on the light. The call to stay alert is not a call to fear. It's a call to mindful, intentional awareness to look for where the light is. Jesus is giving hope and encouragement of restoration. He gives it to them straight that even as the Messiah, he doesn't know when the kingdom of God is coming. He's saying it's okay not to know. But it's not okay to numb ourselves to the life and light that's already around us. It's okay to not know, but don't let the weight of your fear burden you. Yes, the times will be hard, and then more hard times will come, and waiting is not easy. And it could be easy to choose fear when things get hard. But the kingdom of God is coming in new ways that are still ahead and yet to be seen. So stay focused on the truth of the coming of God's kingdom because, yes, both good and terrible things will happen in this world. But we are not to be afraid. God has not abandoned you. Walk with hope. And let the hope that God offers you give you life. Jesus is telling us that the future really does give us something to hope for, not something to be afraid of. And he's reminding God's people of their resilience, that you can get through hard things, and as you do, you'll move farther from fear and deeper into hope. Jesus speaks of the hope that is tangible and within reach for his people, even in this season of waiting and even with hard times that lie ahead. We're also in a season of waiting, of living in this in-between. We know who Jesus is, and we're waiting for Jesus to come. We learn more about Jesus as we wait And we long for God's reign to be realized in this time and this place. In our time of living in between, God is still drawing us into hope. We can choose to cling to the hope of a God who truly can redeem and restore all things. We can benefit from hearing these words of encouragement today to be active in our hope and to live a life that is alert to God's light and love in the world even as times get hard. Stay alert. Today we're called to wake up and watch for Jesus not by looking nervously over our shoulder or heading to a hill to sit and wait, but by paying attention to the rhythms of our lives, our work, and our play, our love, and our courage, our breath, and our life. Creating peace in our social and spiritual and personal lives is in itself a form of awakeness, a symbol that we are alive and that we are active participants in God's incarnation. We're given strength to see and confront the ways that we cling to our fears or assist others too. So let me ask, can we see the light that already shines in the faces that are all around us? Can we celebrate the ways that God has already been revealed? Friends, be willing to find hope in your in-between, to see the world with a new perspective, Instead of choosing fear, we can choose hope. For the seeds of hope that are scattered throughout humanity and through the mysterious and fascinating promise of God, signs that restoration is possible, signs that the reign of God is closer than we think. Our hope is the power of God that brings us to life, that we can live active lives that bear this same hope in the world. God encourages each of us to have a posture of hope in the world, to offer our lives as a prayer, a mindful intention that is filled with the wonder and hope of what is coming, and an expression of our resilience as a people of God until that time comes. We are waiting for Christ. During Advent, we realize that the most unexpected time for the Son of Man to show up is now. The most unexpected place is here. It's up to us to be grounded in hope, to free ourselves from fears that aren't serving us well. Hope has the potential to break that vicious cycle of fear. Hope has the potential to restore us and redeem us. Hope reminds us of God's divine power, and hope gives us life. So, as we prepare for Christ's first coming this Advent season, may we each remember that even in the midst of chaos and fear, We do have access to tangible hope. And we can live a life of hope in this in-between, in the season of waiting. We can together be this active hope in the world that offers restoration and healing and transforms us out of these cycles of fear. Fear doesn't ground us, but hope does. Hope grounds us in the promises of God, a God who brings a Savior to be present with us and promises that the reign of God is still being fulfilled. So may we stay alert, stay awake, and we just might find that hope comes when we look for it. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish.
0: We are at 486 Park Ave. in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park at the corner of Park Ave. and Sydney Street.
1: To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavbaptist.com. Now go into the world that is too often unjust,
0: knowing that the God who created you loves you and empowers you
1: to love boldly,
0: live inclusively,
1: and to serve creatively. Amen.